Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. Kaiser Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Tunnel Hill, Georgia, this is the Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the express locomotion of streamlined truth and the steamy, throttled train wreck of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. What's that, Lisa? Are you boiling water for some tea? What? No. Hang on, Deborah. Let me guess. Sorry, that's my new alarm telling me I have a listener question. Oh, I see. I mean, I hear. Maybe you could make it just a little bit quieter. But what if I didn't hear it and then I miss a listener question and then a, a listener feels ignored and then becomes enraged and stops listening to the show and, in particular, stops listening to me, and then I won't It's okay. My- it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. How about if you make the alarm a little quieter, but then you also add a flashing light so you don't miss anything? Huh. Yeah, uh, that could work. I'll do that. Great, great, great. Okay. Well, how about playing that listener question now so we don't upset anyone who wants to learn more about you? Yeah, good idea. Here it is. Hi, I'm Avery, and I wanted to ask you, you know how in the intro song sometimes they say, some pigs can fly? Can you fly, Lisa? Wait a minute. Avery, are you asking me if I'm a pig? If the song says some pigs can fly, and then you want to know if I can fly, you must be connecting the dots between pigs and flying and me. And well, I am not a pig. Not that there's anything wrong with being a pig. (laughs) Some of my best friends are pigs. Uh, You know, we should do an episode about pigs, Deborah. Anyway, no, Avery, I am not a pig. Okay, I think Avery wants to know if you can fly. I don't think there was any confusion about whether or not you're a pig. Oh, oh, okay. I I got it. Uh, I am not a pig, and I can fly. Wait, what? You can fly? Well, I mean, I can jump really high, flap my arms, and stay in the air for, I don't know... 0.6 seconds before landing. About 0.8 seconds if I jump from a tree, which I don't recommend, by the way, because (laughs) some trees are litigious. (laughs) I see. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I think our listeners have their answer. Thank you for that. Shall we move on to our game? Can do. (laughs) Oh, no. It's happening. (laughs) You are not a pig. All right. Let's get the ball rolling by telling everyone how our game works. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a disappointment to their entire family because they are a liar. Mm. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. Uh, at least that's that's what we hope. What are we lying about today, Deborah Goldstein? We are lying about trains, connected series of railway cars usually hauled by an engine along a railway. And we're going to learn about trains along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who loves building with Legos 
Christian Chisholm. Hi, Christian. Hi. How are you today? Amazing. Amazing? Yeah, you are. I love that answer. I'm so glad that you're feeling amazing. Tell us about Legos. You like to build Lego sets or do you make up your own things? So I build some Lego sets, but then I take them all apart because I want to see what kind of new things I can build. Ooh. I used to have this cool Lego city, but I just destroyed it. <gasps> you destroyed it. Because I wanted to build more stuff. Cool. And then what did you make out of that Lego city? Something new? I tried to make the Statue of Liberty, but it did not work. Oh, no. Keep at it. Let's learn some more fascinating and amazing things about you, Christian. But we are going to do it Big Fib style, playing our game Two Truths and a Lie. You, Christian, are going to tell us three things. Two of these things will be true. One will be a lie. We will not know which is which. We will have to guess. We will have to use our logic and piece the pieces together. So, Christian, in no particular order, please tell us your two truths and one lie. I can hold an unassisted handstand for over two minutes. Whoa. I have been parasailing over sharks. <gasps> I've performed multiple lead roles in Broadway junior musicals. Wow. These are fascinating and amazing things. I just don't know. What do you think, Lisa? I hope that they're all true. And I hope that he did them all at the same time. Because <laughs> that would be an amazing musical. It would, it would. Look at me, I'm upside down over sharks <laughs> on Broadway. <laughs> but alas, due to the nature of the game, they cannot all be true. Nope. Well, I have noticed that Christian is very um, charismatic. So it's very possible that they could be playing lead roles in Broadway junior musicals. True, true. I have noticed mm -hmm. Christian looks like they have a very good sense of where wind is coming from. <laughs> so they're probably a very good parasailer. <laughs> How do you notice that? I just notice it. I mean, the listeners can't see it, but I just can sense when he's talking, that he's aware of the wind. I see. It's just a, an innate instinct that I have, Deborah. Okay, fair. And then there is the lie that stands out like a bright beacon on a hill. <laughs> he says that he can handstand. Okay, well, here's the thing. Yep. I happen to know that if you are in Broadway musicals, you must have a union headstand assistant to work with you at all times. <laughs> is that so? And that means that you could not be unassisted, and therefore, that is the lie. Thank you very much. I will see you in court. I see. All right, Christian, please, please tell us which one of those things is actually not true. I can hold an unassisted <gasps> handstand for over two minutes. I can't believe it. Yeah, because he has a union assistant. No, that is not why. Can you hold an unassisted handstand for any amount of time or no time at all? I can do a headstand, which oh. is when you have your hands and your head. Uh -huh. I can do that not for two minutes, but I can do it for a solid one minute. Solid one minute. Okay, that's And fair. that's where the union assistant comes in. I see, I after see. After the minute mark. Okay, so that begs the question, what lead roles have you played in Broadway junior musicals. I like to play the villain, so it's a lead villain. <gasps> Susical, I was Vlad Vladikoff. In The Addams Family, I was Pugsley. In uh -huh. Aladdin, I was Jafar. Ah, so you like playing villains, or people always just put you in these? I like playing villains. It's the <laughs> only time I can be bad. <gasps> oh, 
that's a great answer. I love that. Okay, that was excellent. So even though Lisa got it right, it was for dubious reasons. So I think that you're going to be very good at this game. That is what I feel. Do you also happen to know a thing or two about trains? Um, no. Okay, good. Let's talk about trains. All right. So in order to do that, we need to bring on our experts, right? So, Lisa, do you have some welcome music for our train experts? Chugga, 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 choo-choo, chugga, chugga, choo-choo. Come on in. Toddlers will love you because toddlers love trains. Oh, yes, they do. They also like putting weird things in their mouths. But that's not what this episode is about. Come on in. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Our first expert is Nick Ozerak. Nick, please introduce yourself to Christian. Hi, Christian. My name is Nick, and I make films about trains. Thank you very much. Our next expert is Stephanie Appleton. Stephanie, please introduce yourself to Christian. Hey, Christian. I'm Stephanie, and I'm the curator at the National Toy Trade Museum. Fantastic. Thank you so much. (laughs) Tell us about those sounds you're engineering, Lisa. I am engineering the sounds of... Hot seat time! (laughs) It is hot seat time. That is correct. And that is when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Christian's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Stephanie Appleton, Mm -hmm. because she said she works at a toy museum. And I don't know if she's telling the truth or if she's lying. But either way, if you work at a toy museum, even if you're lying about it, you get to go first. (laughs) Okay, so Christian, what is your first question for Stephanie? Tell me about what you do every day. So I like to start my day by reading about trains and transportation. So I read the International Railway Journal, Mini Railway, which is about toy trains, trains magazine. And then I come to the museum. I take the train whenever the weather is nice enough to be careful of the horses and buggies because it's in Pennsylvania. There's lots of Amish country in this area. And then I check in with our departments. I check in with member relations toy trade operations, exhibits, inventory, that kind of thing. And I might have a meeting with some of the other museum curators in the area, like the Railway Museum. And then I just check in with the departments. I make sure that they know what they have to do. And if there's any questions, I'll help them with that. And then I'll go home. Very good. Sounds like a good day. Excellent. Okay, go for it, Christian. I'm going to give Nicholas turn. What does the job of a conductor look like? So the conductor is an often misunderstood role. People think that the conductor is the person that operates the train or drives the train from the front of the train, the locomotive. But actually the conductor on a passenger train is the person who's taking tickets. They do communicate with the engineer who is the person at the controls of the train and give them instructions about where to go to. The conductor is in charge of the train and the engineer drives the train. And then for freight trains, freight trains also have a conductor and the conductor is looking over the paperwork to see where freight cars need to go and communicating with the engineer to make sure that everything is done in a safe and timely fashion. Hmm. And who's the one that goes, chugga, 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 chugga. I think it's the train that does that. Yeah. Oh, that's a train? Yeah, that's the noise of a train. Oh, 
Hey, let's go machines. We do the cool part. <laughs> you do. <laughs> okay, Christian. Nicholas. How did trains help the victory of the Americans in the Civil War? That's a very good question, Christian. And it's a good one to talk about because the American Civil War was the first conflict to highlight the significance of railroads, both to the Union Army as well as to the Confederate Army. In fact, one of the advantages that the Union Army had is that a lot of the track sizes were the same, meaning that it was very easy to transfer cars from one railroad to another. Whereas in the South, the railroads were built to all sorts of different widths of track, meaning that you had to unload a car from one railroad and take that freight and load it onto another car. So it was much more difficult. And the ability to move huge quantities of troops and resources definitely influenced the war on both sides. A famous story coming out of the war as well is something called the Great Locomotive Chase, where these Union spies snuck down into Georgia, stole a locomotive, and raced it back to the north and tried to sabotage the railroad along the way. My understanding is basically that the crew of the train was away in the station. And so these raiders, they're known as the Andrews Raiders, they snuck on to the locomotive, they uncoupled it from the cars, and they just left while these Confederate soldiers took charge of another locomotive and chased after them. There's a lot of interesting stories throughout the eras of how railroads have supported the war effort. But the American Civil War was definitely the first to highlight the significance. How do you steal a train? You put it in your bag? You gotta have incredibly strong legs, Deborah. There's a saying in the train business that you steal a train one car at a time. Oh, that makes sense, right? This is for Stephanie. What is your favorite kind of train and why? So... I have a favorite toy train and then my favorite real train. My favorite toy train is the tram because a tram is a sort of train that runs with overhead cables. And I think that doing that in miniature style takes a lot of focus and a lot of handiwork. And I love setting that up for our visitors. And then my favorite real train is the maglev because they're safer because they don't have as many moving parts They're really futuristic, and research shows that they'll be able to go faster. So those are my favorites. All right. Thank you very much, Christian. Excellent questions. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless 
Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are like really sneaky and you often don't know how they're feeling. And the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you love the Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Okay, it's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Christian will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, you're going to have to put your answers on the fast track. Christian, we're going to start with Nick. You can ask Nick your Shorts on Fire questions now. What is the name of the fastest steam locomotive in the world? Mallard. Which famous trans-European train began service in 1882? The Orient Express. Where can we find the National Historic Site where over 30 steam locomotives are on display? Steamtown National Historic Site. What kind of rock is used under railroad tracks to keep them in place and level? Ballast. What type of shipping container is used to transfer freight between trains and trucks? An intermodal container. How far apart are the standard gauge rails? Four feet, eight and a half inches. The golden spike was used to complete which railroad? The American Transcontinental Railroad. Where can we find the high-speed bullet trains? Japan. And that is time. That's all the time. Ooh, okay. Lisa, please do us the great favor of resetting the timer. My pleasure. All right. Christian, you may ask Stephanie your shorts on fire questions now. When was the first steam engine invented? 1804. Name two types of fuel that make fire in a steam locomotive. There's wood and coal. The television show Thomas the Tank Engine is based on what book series? My Little Trains. 
How long is the longest train? Ten miles. Ten million miles. <laughs> what do you call two steam locomotives that pull a train together? Double header. What should you do before crossing a railroad tracks? Stop. Look and listen. Stop. Collaborate and listen. But close. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Which U.S. president ordered the construction of the Transcontinental Railroad? President Lincoln. What was the name of the first 1829 locomotive that ran in the United States? The Steel Stallion. What is the device used to connect different cars of a train together? The car pinkies. And that is time. Bro, that's all the time. Phew! Good job, experts, and well asked, Christian. All right, the moment we've all been waiting for—it's decision time. Christian must chew, chew on all the information he's heard today. Christian, who is our big train fibber? Stephanie. <gasps> Whoa. Why do you think Stephanie is our big train fibber? It just was hard for me to believe her on a lot of the questions she said. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's a liar. Okay, fair enough. All right, will our actual train expert please say, "I am the train expert." I am the train expert. Oh, yes! You did it, Kristen. That's amazing. That's right. Nick Ozerak is a train expert who creates films about railroads for his company Streamliner Media, and he's a host of the Roundhouse, a podcast designed to bring you the most intriguing news stories and events about the railroad industry. Okay, let's do some fact checking. Nick, let's hear your train of thought about Stephanie's lies. Well, Stephanie did a very good job of being convincing in that the National Toy Train Museum is located in Strasburg, Pennsylvania, amidst the Amish. So very good there. However, a tram does not run by way of overhead cables; it runs oh. by way of an overhead electric wire. Told you. Thomas the Tank Engine is not based on My Little Train. It's based on the Railway series by the Reverend mm. Audrey. Told you. <laughs> the first steam locomotive to operate in the United States was not the Steel Stallion.、Mm. It was the Stourbridge Lion、uh. for the Delaware and Hudson Railway. Cool. Didn't tell you. And lastly, the. Tools used to connect cars together are not called car pinkies; they are called knuckle couplers. Oh my gosh! <laughs> nice ones. Okay, Stephanie, how did you try to derail us with lies? Nick has caught me on most of them. There are a couple of extra ones. The saying that I added about stealing a train, a car at a time—that is not real. It should be. Maybe it is now. Yeah. And then the longest train is not ten miles long. No. It's a little under five miles long. Oh, but that's still a long train. Very long. Yeah. Why would you have a train that long? They were testing out locomotive technology, specifically the ability to have locomotives in the middle and at the end of the train that could be controlled remotely. In the older days of railroading with steam locomotives, every locomotive had to have its own engineer and fireman. Oh! And now, thanks to diesel locomotives and thanks to radio technology and digital technology, you can have a train with 
multiple sets of locomotives in different parts of the train, and they're all controlled by the same engineer up at the front of the train. Wow, science, am I right? Okay, it is time to pull our train into the station. Thanks to our contestant, Christian, who stayed on track while listening for the truth. Thank you to our expert and liar, Nick and Stephanie. And thanks to Lisa, our conductor of sound orchestration. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where we backtrack lies to yell all aboard the train of truth. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on the Big Fib or send questions for me to answer on the show. And follow us on social media, the Big Fib Podcast, for behind the scenes photos and more true facts. I'm done talking about this, but you don't know it because you're not even listening because you just tune out because you're like, he's talking really fast. What's he saying? It doesn't even matter. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.